This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It's Tuesday, November 16th, and we are delighted that you are joining us. And Mark, I'm delighted that you are joining me. So my big question of the day, did the new microphone that I ordered for you show up yet or not? So you and I have been talking for probably 15 minutes now before we yep. started recording. And the yep. whole time I've been using the new mic. And it doesn't sound much different to me. Does it sound different to you? Really? See, it's I, it's definitely noticeably different on my end. All right. All right. I'm glad. Maybe, maybe you'll notice a difference when you listen to it after the fact. Isn't it very cute? It's very slim, isn't it? I tried to get something because I know you have a very confined space where you are working from in your apartment. So everything was easy to connect and everything. AKA my kitchen counter. Yeah. Amanda was very impressed. She said, wow, that's so sleek. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, what do you use headphone wise? Do you just use buds or do you use actual headphones? No, I have the old school Apple Buds. I was going to get you a set of headphones also. I don't know. These do the job. All right. Listen, I just wanted you to have, and if you like that microphone, maybe we'll get you even a better one next time. But I'd like to, it was sleek looking though, right? Isn't it cool? It's tiny, is it? I mean, you don't have this one, do you? No, no, no. That's the sure um, if for those of you who are podcasting people or you want to do something sure, which is S H U R E, they have great equipment. I got a different one for, I just ordered a separate one for travel, but CBS uses all these sure microphones, which are very, very expensive. Cause you know, I have the one that's the big one on the arm that's on the clamp. Yeah. Right. No, this, so, one is, this one is tiny. All right. Well, good. You sound great. You look better. Uh, are you feeling good today? Yeah, I feel great. Theo, Theo's uh, in school, so it's a good day. <laughs> it's a good day when our son is in school. I like that. Uh, I meant to tell you that yesterday I did a uh, a spin. I was looking for you to see. When were you working out yesterday? I wasn't. I did it on Monday. I didn't I think so. Monday. It's because I'm on my Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. That's what I'm trying to do. But I did such a good spin, and it was so great. And there was uh so it's uh the power zone endurance and the endurance ride forces you to stay within certain metrics and um there was one thing that the the best instructor ever Christine also because she's my friend was saying which made me think about the show i wanted to i wrote it down so that discipline have the discipline to stay in your zone and i thought oh have the discipline to actually do the thing that's right for you. You don't have to run out and do something different. I thought how that is actually discipline is a word that seemed to me important for what we talk about, which is you have to be disciplined to stick to your game plan. You have to be disciplined to understand what your choices are and what would make you really comfortable. We've been hearing a lot from people who are saving a lot of money, which is great. 
and that's wonderful. But also, you know, you may be saving so much money that you're not looking at actually having some fun every day, which I think is important. So try to have a little bit of fun. And if you need some help with your discipline, we can help you. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, and that's how we get your note. And that is what Nicole did. She is on the line from Colorado. Hi, Nicole. What brings you to our airwaves today? Well, um, our finances went a little bit off the rails a few years ago when we agreed to buy an income property with my in-laws. We just didn't really have the cash flow for it, even though it seemed maybe like a good idea. Um, And so we're getting back on track and we did that by actually moving in with them and putting- (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to go back in time. Okay. So- when you bought that rental property, did you already own a home or were you renting just yourselves? No, we've owned a home. We've It's been almost 20 years now. So we owned our own house. Um, and then the house next to my in-laws uh, became available to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just seemed maybe like a good idea. And when um, did you do that? That was five years ago. Okay. And what happened with that house? It's currently rented. It just, uh, it was old. It needed a lot of work, you know, asbestos and all those things that pop up. It just took a while. And we, we really just didn't have like the savings and the cash flow for the timeline. And Mm -hmm. originally I thought it was going to be a buy and flip. So we'd get paid back quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And instead it has become something we've held on to as a group and it's a, a rental property. So Okay, how much is it worth right now, the rental property? Um 530. Is there a mortgage on it? Yes, 170. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's split 50-50, you guys with the in-laws. Yes. Okay. And it's rented now. How much do you receive in rent? Total, not not divided by 2. Well, we rent it for about 2300 a month. We okay. really only cash flow about 8000 a year, which is not a ton, especially divided by two. So mm-hmm. it's not, it wasn't paying us back quickly. What did you pay for it five years ago? Uh, two twenty. Do you still own your, for your home that you were talking about? Yes. So we How still own that it. Worth? That is worth about 600,000. Mortgage? 128. Mm, you got a lot of equity in these properties. Okay. But why move in with the in-laws? Like what happened here? Well, because I just didn't like all the debt we had. It was freaking me out and I wanted to pay it off. Um, mm-hmm. So we moved in with them and put our primary residence up for rent. And then so that money that we made in rent could go towards paying off credit cards, car loans, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so we've done that. Mm. We, don't, we don't have any consumer debt. We do still have a HELOC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still have about seven months of the renters in our old house, that income coming in. And I'm just trying to figure out while we have that cushion, mm-hmm. if I should put it towards the HELOC or if we should boost up some of our other accounts, retirement or 529s or. Got it. And yeah. the HELOC is how much right now? What's outstanding on that home equity line of credit? It's 67000 and it's at 3.71, but that's variable. The $128,000 mortgage, what's mm-hmm. the rate on that one? 2.875. Ooh, is that a 30-year? Yes. Good. The rental income from your own home that you're going to receive for seven more months, mm-hmm. that is how much? 
2400 But you said you paid off a lot of bu- a bunch of other stuff. So there was credit card debt. There was other stuff. Where did that all come from? Like why? What, what was the source of that? Did you take a step back? Was Did someone lose a job? What happened? So my husband did a lot of the work on the rental house and ended up not working as much. So his income went down. And then we didn't take out the HELOC originally. We were just putting stuff on credit cards because we thought we would flip and sell the house and it would just be quick. And then once we realized, okay, that wasn't going to happen, then we got the HELOC. But we still, I don't know how we got so underwater there. It's funny though, like, Rick, isn't it weird how things like that, it's like it just sort of creeps up on you. So that's a good lesson that we need to like be a little bit more thoughtful about that. So do you work? Yes. How much do you make? I make 95000 Okay. So now is your husband back to working more after his income was reduced? Yes. So he makes about 60000 And you have two kids, you said? Yes. How old they're, are they? They're 13 and almost 10. Uh, how's the cash flow? I mean, it's hard because you have this rental money coming in. But right. it, presumably on this $155,000 a year, do you think that everything would kind of be okay in like paying your mortgage and doing that? Like, how do you feel about this? When we get back to, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's the HELOC that freaks me out a little because, you know, right now they're only asking us to pay interest only. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the balance just sits there and doesn't budge a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an emergency fund, which we didn't used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, How much in there? They We've got 53000 cash. Oh, that's great. Right now. Yes. Uh, what about retirement plans? Um, okay. So I have 118 in a 401k from my work. So mm-hmm. I contribute about 8% and my employer matches up to 6%. Mm-hmm. Some IRAs, um, around 67000 And mm-hmm. my husband just started um, with his retirement savings. So he okay. only has 8000 in a Roth, but we are all set up that it's going to be fully funded this year and going forward. Okay. And are you using a Roth 401k yourself? Um, I am not currently, uh, but I believe our company is getting sold, but I believe next year, if that's an option, that that's something I would do. Okay. You've got the two homes. You're mm-hmm. living with your in-laws. I mean, is that okay? Just tell us the truth. They're not listening. It's going pretty well. Yes. It is. Yes. Mark, would you like to weigh in on, I mean, Mark <laughs> actually has, in his in-laws live in their same building unit, but not mm-hmm. like next door, not like living together. How would you feel about that, Mark? How would you feel if you had to move in? Well, no, no, no. That, <laughs> that would not happen. It's already a little bit too close for comfort for me. So I no, I cannot imagine actually living under the same roof. So did you have ground rules going in? Um, we didn't really have too many. Luckily, there's a plenty of space here. We've got separate living rooms. Obviously, we share a kitchen, but... Do you have meals together? Like, is dinner all of you? Sometimes. They both work a lot. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, we're not really stepping on each other. All right, good. Much. And yeah. your kids must love it. Yes, it's been good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So now, how come we can't just sell the rental property at this point and flip it? Ugh. Um... They love it. They're just sort of sentimentally attached mm. to it. I do think they picture perhaps in the future wanting it as either 
a place where a caregiver for them could live, or perhaps, uh, you know, they still have parents that are elderly too. That- How old are you? You're so young. <laughs> I'm 44. Uh-huh. Husband? Um, he's 45. And they have parents that are still living? I know. I know. Yeah. Um, well, my mother-in-law's partner is only 10 years older than me, but she's 60. My mother-in-law is 68 uh, and her partner is 50. She's 58, something like that. Anyway. Um, but yes, they Wait, have you got the gay moms as the in-laws. Yes, I do. Shut <laughs> up. I love this call so much. Mark, this is like the best call so far. I mean, first of all, I have to sort of say that there's a part of me that thinks it's horrifying because you have now not one but two mother-in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> I crack myself up. They're great. They balance each other out well. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. How financially secure are they? Uh, they're pretty good. They, they also have another rental property. So well, why don't they buy you out? Why do you have to be on the hook for this crap? They already, I don't know. I sort of look at it with my husband having very few, a small retirement account. I look at this rental house eventually as his sort of retirement plan. Mm. He's he's their only kid. The time and money he put into that. Yeah, but he could get that money out right now. I know. I would love that. It. I'm sort of. All right. Let's keep talking this. about this. Okay. <laughs> All right. I want this on the front burner. Okay. Okay. So. First of all, I can't believe you buried the lead on this, that like I've got two <laughs> two mothers-in-laws. Uh, uh, uh. Um, okay. So right now we have a HELOC at 3.7. We have, a, I mean, you can't refi the your own home because the, the, the rate on that loan is so cheap. So first questions first, with this extra $2,400 a month that's coming in or whatever it is. I'm sure there's some expenses also, but what's the best use of that? Like there's three choices as I see it. It's retirement, right? It's home equity line of credit pay down and it's um, college-ish. Maybe you have some college funds or is that? I do. Yeah. We've got five two nines for each kid. They both have about 30,000 in them. We, up until recently, we we sort of front loaded them. We weren't funding them. Now we're back to just throwing a hundred dollars a month in there, which okay. is not much for each. All right, Mark, what should we do with the extra money from the rental for the next seven months? Well, I feel like just based on what she said, I think she really wants to get rid of the home equity line. It'll really ease her mind from what I've heard. Nicole, so do you far. feel that way? Do you feel I like do. Oh, I yeah. hate, you're like, I hate please tell me to pay there. it down. Right. <laughs> I feel great about getting rid of all that other debt and the HELOC stresses me out a little bit. Okay. And also it is listen, 
it is, as you said, variable. Interest rates will likely be heading higher. So I can get aboard with that. This is just seven more months, right? You're not doing anything more than that. Right. We'll move back in the summer. That's Great. the plan. Okay, good. So you take your 2400 and you just kill off the home equity line of credit and yep. little by little. Of course, the bigger jump would be if you allowed the moms to pay you out of this property and get you off this. Are you both on the note? Are you both on this mortgage, all of you? Uh, we have a LLC, so guess technically. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Mark, can you help me? Are you going to, what do you think about selling the rental? Well, I, I would totally do it. This is the problem when you have multiple partners and they're not on the same page. I know. Well, it doesn't sound like they're in such, like, such different page. It's almost easier because he is the only child, right? Yes. So he, how does he feel about parting with it? Or oh, yeah. How does he it? feel? That's a great question. I think now that he put so much time and effort into it, oh, that now he wants house to see is it sort through. of his, oh yeah, totally. Now that's his baby and <sighs> he doesn't want to sell it off. To All right. Well, then I'm, then I'm screwed. I right. am screwed, right? Because, <laughs> um, because now, unfortunately, all the money that's in there is being, wa- well, I shouldn't say it's being wasted, but you know, like this could give you, if we proved to him well, honey, you know what? If we had that $180,000 of equity out of that house, let's call it one fifty after tax or whatever. If we had $150,000 out of that house right now, we could pay down the home equity line of credit in one fell swoop. We could both be maxing out our retirement accounts and we could put a chunk of money into the 529 plans and be done. In a weird way, like even though he's thinking of it as like, oh, it's retirement or it's like it's a new an annuity, it's my pension. I feel like you're putting more pressure on yourselves holding on to this property. So I would at least want you guys to have a conversation about, well, what would the what's the use case for selling the property and what would we be using that those proceeds to do? Would that in fact be a smarter thing? a smarter way for us to manage our financial lives. I think uh, maybe I can put that bug in their ear. And if I um, focus it more on funding the five, two nines, like this is for the grandkids. um, Yes. Yes. College plans. Maybe we can focus on that. Because ultimately what we'd like you to do, I would think that you want to pay down the home equity line of credit. Number one, maybe make sure that you have your retirement plans fully funded. So that for you is going to be that you can put in your $20,500 a year next year. He Mm -hmm. fully funds his Roth and you could in fact fully, I think you could probably get a bunch of money in that 529 plan, right? Because if you look at it, um, you know, if you had another, say, um, let's say we pay off the line of credit, which is 67. So 70. And I'm just doing some quick math. I mean, wouldn't it be great? You could probably get those 529 plans. You have 30 grand each. You could probably have 70 each That'd be just, great. By, just by selling. And you're not selling, selling. It's like, you're basically saying to moms, this was a great idea. We love it. We need our cash flow in a different way right now. We want to fully fund kids college. We want to take care of our own retirement. And yeah, my, your husband, let's just call him Joe. Joe would be happy to take care of this property. He has every intention of helping you manage it. But for right now, we need the money out of it. 
We are. We do have some brokerage accounts, and I actually do have a pension, though not a Hold large on. One. Hold on. What are you holding back for? What's in the brokerage accounts? Um, I've got. It's about one sixty in a brokerage. What? I have eighty thousand in an annuity that I bought when I was younger, and now I'm realizing that was probably a bad plan. And then I have a small pension, not these big fancy ones I hear of other people, but it mm-hmm. looks like it would be about a thousand a month when I retire. What is in that brokerage account? Why don't we just sell that crap off and pay off the home equity line of credit? That freaks me out. Why? Um, I don't know. This is a balance sheet issue. Do you have a piece of paper in front of you? I do. Draw a T. Okay. Okay. Draw a T. And now at the top left, write assets. Mm-hmm. And now at the top right, write liabilities or liabs. Okay. Okay. And now write brokerage account, right, right under the assets, write 160. Mm-hmm. And now under the liabilities, write seven, uh, 67. Okay. Do you see this? I do. It's all yours. Yes. It's the same. This is a balance sheet question. So you are operating under the illusion that you have $160,000 that has no connection to the 67,000. It's all the same pot of money. You don't okay. have 160. You have 160 less 67. Okay. All right. Now, is everything in that brokerage account a capital gain, do you think? Yes. Like big I, gains? I don't know. I mean, it's done really well. I don't okay. know. <laughs> so, well, you have to figure out what your tax liability is. So, where is this account held? Um, it was an inherited brokerage account, and it's like some small company at South Dakota or something. It's oh. not a big name okay. <laughs> company. Okay. When did you inherit it? Nine, 10 years ago. Do you remember what the value was when you inherited it? Uh, maybe around 100000 I have taken a little bit of money out of it before. Okay. Here's the deal. built back up again. This is so great. Okay. So First of all, so your cost basis is a hundred because you inherited it, you know, so that's where you start. You guys are in the 15% capital gains rate. So let's just pretend, let's just do some quick math for you. So when you have a brokerage account and there are gains on that account, what happens is the government says you go take the difference between what the cost basis is and where you're selling it and you sell you have that number and for you that would be the $60,000 difference okay and then the government says okay we're going to tax you like you're Elon Musk you're sell- selling you know billions of dollars of stock the government's going to tax it and in your case i don't know what colorado state tax is all about but let's just say federal tax will be 9 or 9,000 dollars okay so you could sell this whole thing pay a nine or a $10,000 tax, you could yourself, again, this is your alternative to selling the house, by the way, because if you really want to hold on to the house, then you've got to basically sell the this fund out. You okay. pay off the home equity line of credit, put your 40 grand each for your kids in their 529 plans and be okay. done. And wow. then just, right? And then, okay. And then you have the next seven months to uh, replenish it. Exactly. You can use that. Okay. You like that better. I do. It freaks me out a little bit to get rid of the brokerage account, but then, uh, you know, then I guess we still have the rental and everybody else is happy too. Right. Yeah, give, give your husband the option. We either sell the house or we cash out the brokerage account. Right. Those are your two okay. choices. I like that. 
Okay. I think it's funny you hid that from us. Sorry. It's okay. It's like the <laughs> lesbian moms. I mean, I don't know what happened there. You're, what else you're do leaving we out know? big piece. are leaving out big pieces of this story that are instrumental to our advice. Important pieces. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like these ideas. What else? Do you guys have wills? Do you have insurance? Do you have all your ducks in a row? We do have that. My husband works at a uh, like estate planning place, so oh. we've got all that figured out. Nice. I think you're in good shape. And I think that we have two sources of assets from which to choose. And I think that this is good. So um, let's get everybody on board as a family, make this smart decision. I'd love for you to just tell us what everybody chooses. So will you keep in touch? I will. Thank you so much. All right, Nicole. Nicole from Colorado. Thank you so much. And if you would like to join us, just like Nicole, and you've got an interesting family dynamic that's brewing, we'd love to hear from you. It's always much more fun if you have that. Go to JillOnMoney.com and click the contact button, and you can follow Eye on Money wherever you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget, Mark, did we get to our 100 reviews or not? Yeah, we're there. Okay, thank you so much. Mark says that's it. We're we're no, keep no, doing no, no, it. No, no. Now we want 200. Now that you you've been so kind and left us ratings and reviews of Apple, now could you please do more? Please, pretty please. Okay. Um thank you so much. Uh Mark Delercio is our executive producer and my co-host. And we are distributed by Viacom CBS. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Lift somebody up today, please. And keep this mantra in mind. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.